Welcome to the Marketing and Margaritas podcast. I am Madeline. And I am Ruby. If you're a startup or scale-up looking for actionable and profitable advice, then this is a podcast for you. We will give you a taste of our proven insights and strategies that we've applied to hundreds of businesses to help them grow, scale, and succeed. So grab your margaritas and your pen and paper because we're here to show you that with the right strategy, your idea, and our marketing guidance, you can take your brand from startup to stand out. Welcome back to another episode of the Marketing and Margaritas podcast. My name is Ruby and I am joined with my co-host Maddie. Maddie, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I am amazing. (laughs) Amazing. Well, I mean... We shared this exciting news on our Instagram today, but I thought I may as well just extend the announcement as well, but we've officially hit 20,000 listens across the podcast, which I have been waiting for this day. I feel like I've been waiting for it for so long. And I know we've been in conversation this week being like, will we hit it this week? Will it be next week? And then all of a sudden I checked this morning and we were like 12 over, I think, no, 38 over. I can't remember, but we had about 50 listens overnight, which was fantastic. Thank you so much to those 50 people who listened. (laughs) I know, overnight as well. You are very committed. (laughs) But we just want to say a huge thank you. I know we said it last week with our birthday episode, but thank you so much for every single person who listens, who follows the podcast, who shares on their stories. It really does help us to help you even more. I mean, we absolutely love delivering this podcast every single week and it just makes such a big deal to rank in the top 30 podcasts in Australia for marketing and also to hit big numbers and milestones like this. So a massive thank you. We do have something very, very, very exciting launching in the next week or so. So keep your eyes peeled on the next episode or two. Um, It's something that you guys are going to absolutely love. Yeah, we've listened to what you've been saying and we've been seeing all the DMs. So we thought let's help our audience a little more with a community where we can answer your questions more deeply and more exclusively as well. Oh, I'm so excited. (laughs) Well, let's jump into today's episode because it's a good one. It's one that I am so passionate about. It's one that comes into my DMs all the time and what I speak with a lot of clients about, but that is selling on Instagram and really using Instagram to generate sales every single day. Because I know for a lot of business owners, you know, we're not trained content creators. We're not trained marketers. We're not trained Instagram experts. But as soon as you start a business, you kind of just are expected to know how to use marketing and in particular um, Instagram to Mm -hmm. sell things for your business. So today's episode is all about selling on Instagram every single day without feeling icky, without feeling promotionally and without feeling hard. Yeah. And I think the algorithm is changing all the time that people get uptight. They get really caught up in like, oh my God, it's changing. Should I be doing more reels, more carousels? But really the essence comes from the core things we're going to talk about today. And it doesn't matter what format you put them in, whether it's a reel or a carousel. If you're following what we're about to explain, you should really see the impact of your Instagram. Am I right? Totally. Yeah. And not even just Instagram, like you can use this strategy across any platform that you're on. We're going to relate it to Instagram today because the certain things and strategies will apply better to Instagram, but we'll show you how you can apply it to whatever platform you're using. So to begin with, it's really important that we understand what your Instagram marketing funnel looks like. Mm -hmm. And I like to kind of link this back to our customer buyer's journey, which we've spoken about in another episode, but we're going to just introduce it again. I might hand it over to you, Maddie, if you want to talk about what that buyer's journey looks like. 
Yeah, absolutely. So we have five stages of the customer journey. You may have already heard about these, I'm sure, but we have the awareness stage. So really obvious. People aren't really aware of their problem right now. And we'll go into a little bit more detail as we go through these. Consideration. So, you know, now they're aware of their problem. They're considering some options that can help them with their problem um, that is out there. Conversion. Converting to the solution that you offer as a business owner. Then we've got retention because I think people forget this stage of the journey. They're like, "Woo, got the conversion. Now I can do it later. Later, mate. Um, but this is probably one of the most important ones. And today we're not going to go into huge detail about this. Maybe an episode on reten- retaining customers yeah. is a good one. And then the last one is raving fans. So how can you grab those conversions how can you nurture them to then become raving fans of your businesses, which help you in turn get more customers? Yeah, it's almost like the word of mouth. And I do find that raving fans can also come about in the awareness consideration phase. Like you always have those people that won't ever buy from you and they'll still be your number one biggest fan. And I actually don't have a problem with those ones. They still play such an important role in your business. Um, I'm sure everyone can think about those people that just comment on all of their stuff, reply to their stories. They just shout them out all the time. And you're like, why have you never bought from me? But some people just never will. Like it's just not in their foreseeable future that they're going to purchase from you, but they still support you. So it could be like a friend or a family member. It could be just somebody that stumbled across your business that loves your values and your ethos. But Mm. they still play such an important part because of that word of mouth, because of the referral side of things as well. And remember that people can stay in that consideration stage for a really long time, like Ruby's saying, mm-hmm. in that awareness and consideration, but it could take up until three, four years to become a converter. So we've always got to be considering that we've got people in our buyer's journey continuously in these stages. So we have to make sure we're nurturing them at each funnel stage. Totally. And a big thing that I see is that people just focus on one. And sometimes it might just be that awareness stage because they're just looking at building followers, or it might just be that they're focusing on the conversion stage. And that's when you feel quite icky because you feel like you're always selling in a promotional way. Mm -hmm. But what we're about to dive deeper into is how you can actually create content and meet your audience at where they're at in their whole customer journey. So we'll start with the awareness phase. So as Maddie mentioned, this is where they're becoming aware that they have a problem. So an example for me, for my business, is I obviously help my clients get more clients using Instagram. So their biggest problem is, hey, I'm a business owner and I'm not getting clients. They're feeling like they're not getting any sales. They're feeling like their bookings are low, their clients are low, their income is low, their numbers are low. Their problem is they cannot get clients. Yeah. But we'll talk about some different examples because I think that that'll help other industries. Do you have an e-com example? I was thinking because I do have a lot of beauty clients and I feel we do Mm -hmm. have a few that listen here. It could be that the pain or problem that someone has is how can I get great skin? Like I have problematic skin. So how can I fix my oily skin or Mm -hmm. hyperpigmentation? Whatever the issue that you're product actually solves, how can I fix my XYZ skin? Yeah. Is a pain point. And I was going to say, it's important to know all of your audience's pain points. So, you know, if you are a skin clinic, you might treat acne prone skin, you might um, treat, um, you know, anti-aging skin, like all different skin conditions. They are all separate pain points. And, so I think that's really important to note. And it could even be more feeling confident in your skin. So a pain point someone has is just not feeling confident 
that is a pain point that they totally feeling like they can't just step out of the house without any makeup on that is a pain to them um we can also flip it here and talk to pleasure points. So mm-hmm. if you're um, perhaps like a jewelry brand, right, you're not actually solving a pain unless your point of difference is that you're solving a pain that, you know, people get irritated earlobes. Um, mm-hmm. But the pleasure point would be how can I actually pair this with my mm-hmm. outfit or how can I find a an earring that is so different to what everybody else around me has or how can I find an earring that um, really is the standout piece of the outfit, whatever it might be, you can actually focus on a pleasure point. Mm, absolutely. And I want to just touch on awareness in general, because you've got to really understand your niche as well. Like some people might have really in, I'm trying to think of an example, but a, a niche that the awareness of a pain or problem is not really notable. So you mm-hmm. might have a bit more education on the pain points. So you've got to really think about that that even though your audience may not even be aware of the problem that they have, they might not be aware of the problem at all. So you've got to really understand okay. the awareness of the problem in yeah. the wider community. How much depth information do you have to give on it? Oh, absolutely. And I found this when starting my business because I really wanted to help business owners transition to an online space. Yeah. And so I was starting to deal with a lot of business owners, especially PTs or nutrition coaches or naturopaths that were taking on clients in person. Yeah. They had no idea that they could transition that online. This was pre-COVID, mind you. And so, you know, post-COVID, everyone's online now. But at the time, I was educating them on the fact that their pain was that they weren't online and that there was this whole other space of actually running your business online. You could work with people all over the world. You could um, save lots of cost without having your rental space but they didn't see that as a pain to start with. So it's about educating on what they don't know and making them aware that they actually do have a pain. And that's our job as well is to actually educate on the awareness of that pain or pleasure point is probably another one here, educating them on the awareness of this new thing that will make their life even better. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll move on to the next stage, which is the consideration phase. So the consideration phase is where we're making them solution aware, right? They they know they've got a pain. They know they've got really bad acne prone skin. They know that they can't get any clients. So what's the next step? They're starting to consider the options that are available to them. So for me, my clients can't get their own clients. They can't get bookings. My solution to them is, hey, why don't you use Instagram? to get clients. So I'm now starting to educate them on why Instagram is such a great solution for them. And so all of my content is going to be around how Instagram can support them to increase their bookings and increase their revenue and ultimately get more clients. And with beauty, you could be like, how can I not age gracefully? (laughs) (laughs) Age gracefully. (laughs) How can I age gracefully? So some solutions out there might be First, we can start with products, you know, your vitamin C, anti-aging serums, or it could be that they're looking at solutions such as going into a beauty clinic and getting an actual treatment done that does something beautiful to your face. I don't know what the treatments are called. (laughs) It's almost like educating them on like skin needling. Like we offer this machine, skin needling. It helps for X, Y, and Z. Yeah, absolutely. Or we have this vitamin C serum that we've noticed, um, decreases wrinkles in 30 days you know educating on that yeah so it's it's what your solution is and how you can actually 
educate on the solution and why it's going to be a great solution for them. So it's not, I think this is a really important note to make. It's not your business and it's not your offer. It's the actual transformation solution. Like it's the overarching thing. They're not ready to buy yet. Remember that. They're they're still looking for how can they solve their problem. They're in that middle phase. And I think that this is a big part where people miss because they're all of a sudden like, hey, you've got acne prone skin, come work with me. And it's like, hold on, how can you actually help me? How are you going to solve that problem? This is the glue that kind of brings everything together. Yeah, absolutely. A few of my skin clients that we have, like they have products, what we'll do is like, do you suffer from hyperpigmentation? And then we do like say a post where it's all the solutions and foods and everything that can help with hyperpigmentation. So that's a consideration stage that they want to fix their hyperpigmentation with a, all these solutions, but we're not saying we do them all. We're just saying these are the solutions that can help with fixing this problem. Yeah. Yeah. So love that. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's a solution out there. There's a mix of things that can help with their product problem. And we're not necessarily all those solutions, but we definitely fit into them. Totally, totally. And I do this one a lot with my one of my beauty or skin clients and we'll show a before and after. So that's really targeting the awareness phase. Hey, is this what your skin looks like? This is what we can do. How do you do this? Well, we've got this incredible skin machine called the Morpheus machine. Oh, mm. what's that? Ask lots of questions, educate on what the machine is. Hey, if you're actually interested, here's the link to book in for a consultation with us. And that's that conversion phase. So you can kind of see how that journey works through there as well. Mm, absolutely. So let's go on to the last one, which is conversion. Oh, oh no. We've, I've just popped another note there for e-com. Oh. So for e-com, because this could be hard to kind of think of some ideas, consideration can also be connection content. And yeah. so connection content is where we're building trust with our audience and building that connection and extending it further from just what we do. And what I like to use is user-generated content for this yes. area as well. And I feel like this has a huge role to play in e-com, but it can also have a massive role to play in, I suppose, service-based industries as well, if we're talking around how our clients have experienced a change as well. This could be through those before and afters. This could be through case studies, which kind of moves into consideration. But I think UCG, you use this a lot with your e-com clients, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. And like you're saying, it's really that consideration stage, but it's considering how the product could fit into the lifestyle. That's how we mm-hmm. really use it at this stage of the funnel. Because like we've said in a lot of episodes, people want to see how the product fits in with their lifestyle. Can they see themselves? They're considering, can I see myself as this person using this product like this person in this video is actually mm-hmm. doing? So I think for e-com, yes, you're talking about the solution, but in the consideration stage, it's also about the lifestyle or the impact the product will have, whether it's problem or um, pleasure, how can that help and be seen in my everyday life? Mm, I love that. Even like, I love the lifestyle piece that you've put in there as well. So kind of bringing it into a daily vlog, how they can see it transition into their life and they're considering, hey, 